Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Episode 29 of Season 2 of the Manly Musings Podcast. Tonight, we bring back one of our favorite guests who we like to bleep out a lot. Uh, Mr. Chris Alico is joining us for the NFL Draft Edition. So, say hey, Chris. Hey, uh, since you did bring up the draft already, and I'll eat my own words too, but I do want to say three years ago today, I made a post about how I was very upset about us drafting Jalen Hurts in the second round. And Mr. Peasley over here said it made no sense. So neither I, one of us understood football three yeah. years ago because the guy is now the highest paid player in the NFL until next year when 10 other players get contracts bigger than him because that's how league economics work. But happy to be here. I remember that. And <laughs> yeah, I will eat my own words too because that really worked out for the Eagles. But I think everyone was still on the, we think that Carson Wentz is going to be better than what he was. Train. Fall from grace. Yeah. You even want to call collapse. That was, a, that was a good player, bad injury, could never recover. Unfortunately, in my opinion, as an Eagles fan and seeing other quarterbacks come through the league, Kind of what happens when you end up on a winning team in college, as winning as his was, that went to national championships for what Division Two every single year. No Division One, so, uh, FCS. Double, sorry, Double A. Yeah, Double A. But they went to the national title almost every single year, and the guy didn't know how to fight through adversity. In my opinion, I'm sure he does in other things. Mm-hmm. But when it came to football, he was not okay with his backup winning a Super Bowl and then the fan base turning against him. All, all within. Five weeks. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think any of us would be, though. Let's be honest. No, I wouldn't want to deal with it. I'm not. Bad <laughs> you would be horrible at it. I'm not mad he's gone with how well he's done in Indianapolis and Washington. And I don't know if he's actually signed anywhere this year. Uh, he's unsigned, but I thought he had a an unfair shake in um, Indy. I agree. I, that's the one plot. Um, but let's jump into the weekly sports update. This one... Is the first and probably only thing we're going to talk about for the weekly sports update for football related stuff. We have five players suspended for betting. Four comes from your Detroit Lions, one from the Giants. Three of them are suspended for a year. The guy from the Giants is suspended for the year. Uh, two of the ones from the Lions are, and the other two are suspended for six games because they did not bet on football. The other three that are suspended for the full year pull the Calvin Ridley and just bet on their own games. What the heck? Can you name any of these six players? Oh, gosh. Let me pull it Jameson up. Williams. Yes, that is. Happy one. we didn't take him in the draft when we had the chance. Stanley Berryhill. Quintez Cephas. CJ Moore. And Shaka Tooney. Yeah, CJ exactly Moore my point. and Jamison Williams were probably the two best out of those five. And Jamison Williams can't stay on the field, so mm-hmm. if he keeps up with the way he's going with injuries, he might need to make a living off betting, so good to get started early. Well, hopefully the parlays hit and they got some money out of it. You know, that's fine. Um, who is the one? Andrew, do you have the breakdown of who – Who's got what for the James suspension? Williams got six uh, suspended six games. Yeah, Stanley Berry Hill suspended six games. And so yeah, then the other three. This is saying, year. yeah, uh, suspended indefinitely. They can um, 
be reinstated within a after a year of suspension yeah. though. But they're officially been or um Quintes got cut. Yeah, the two so Lions did, players um, got cut. Yeah. And I don't know if the Giants player did yet. The um or Redskins player. One of the, or sorry, not Redskins, sorry, Commanders. <laughs> commanders. commanders. That's bleep that out. Ooh, I would bleep, know. Bleep bleep that. I'll, I'll have to bleep I would that. know yeah. that you need to bleep I'll that. I'll have out. to bleep that. Ooh, Merritt. Oh Merritt. <laughs> wow. I'm getting bleeped. Wow, that'll have to be a real. There you go, Kevin. Working. You have some real, <laughs> real material right there. Oh god! It looks like yeah, Quintez got cut, CJ Moore got cut, and Shaka Tooney did not get cut. Just, we, just suspended. The crazy part but is he's not he's not eligible to participate in football related activities. No, so he the, can't. They can't even play like in like farm leagues or anything. Like no, he can't play at all. He's he's yeah. done. He's he, and he's unpaid for mm-hmm. a full year. Um, the other two that you mentioned are only six games because they bet on sports but, and within the facility. Yeah. They bet at the Lions facility. That's, it was location of the bet. Right? Yes. Location of the bet and betting itself. They basically don't want you to bet on anything. So, yeah. Which is. The hey. Lions also fired four <laughs> lower level staff members for well, violating the gambling policy. Good for them. Yeah. My yeah, God. Across the organization. I don't know. This is stupid. I, in my opinion, <laughs> you should be able to bet on things that aren't NFL. And I would even say, like Calvin Ridley's example, like he wasn't with the team. He could, I think that was fun. That was so dumb. I think. Yeah, but he was betting on the Falcons. Yeah, but he wasn't playing. But he's he betting on his involved. team. It doesn't matter. If you want to bet, like you, okay. I think you, I agree with your, your point that. If you want to bet, let them bet on anything that is not yeah, your okay. league. That's fair. I would because say that's fine. You go into that realm of um Kevin, remind me of the ref's name. Oh, Dan Donahue. Donahue and Pete Rose, who yeah. bet on their sports and they could they change the outcomes of games. That's what you want fair. to get away from. Um this one was a surprising one. Because I saw this thing on Instagram basically saying what the what Las Vegas has done in like the past 10 years. And one of the top things was the athletics. So apparently Oakland Athletics <clears throat> is moving to Vegas. Yeah. I'm bullshit. Uh I don't know what to say. <laughs> so dumb. It's so dumb. I mean, I think. It's. I think it's the fault of city of Oakland. They can't. They're not willing to put up the money to make new stadiums for their teams. So, their teams are gonna go ahead and get the hell out of there, where they're gonna get be able to get a stadium that they can compete with everybody else. If anybody's mm-hmm. been to anywhere near the the Oakland stadiums, they're way outdated. Like, I don't blame them for leaving. I don't blame Even, them either. Even though I think it's hilarious that they follow the Raiders, but I still think like I don't blame them for leaving the city of Oakland. Unfortunately, was there like a noticeable revenue difference for the Raiders when they moved? I they haven't. I'd imagine there would have been. I don't think there's been a a show. I don't like, think they've like talked about it. There's definitely a, a huge increase in what they made from Oakland to there for sure. Yeah. I mean, I would think there would be just for the fact that they moved new stadium. Yeah, yeah with that Death Star of a stadium, but I think, I think revenue wise, it's probably hard to calculate because if you remember, 
the first year when that stadium came out was 2020 when pretty much everything was like Start closed down, to the public. Down, yeah. So <laughs> they, I mean, they're probably paid back some of that after this past season, and I'm sure they'll probably finally start to make something probably after this year. And think the first part of the 2021 were a lot of fans in the stands either. So you probably have to wait at least five years after COVID. So let's just say last year was year one of using that stadium at full capacity. Let's see what happens in the next five years to see if that, if there's a huge revenue difference, but I think you will because it's Vegas and you're going to get the people that are like all four of us who are different sport fans, team fans that, Oh, we're in Vegas for a weekend. Ah, let's go see the Raiders play. I don't know who they're playing, but let's just go see. That's Um, what what you're going to get. So in the Raiders have increased revenue every year. Since 2001. Um, There's no dips. Um, In 2018, they made 357 mil. In 2019, they made 383 mil. In 2020, they made 389 mil. And then in 2021, they made 563 mil. Wow. So they took a pretty big jump. That's where the following comes from. Yeah. Um, And that could be impacted by COVID, that like huge jump. But it could also just be the move. That's fair. I always forget we're only like three years removed from the start of COVID until I'm yeah. driving behind somebody going 40 on a, a highway that's 70 with their mask on in their car. Nothing against <laughs> the masks, by the way. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. It's your right. If you're in your own car and you wear a mask, you don't deserve to live on this earth. I agree. If you're wearing a mask while driving your own car with no one in your car by with yourself, you, yeah, in the car, you question your cleanliness as well. <laughs> if you're in the store and you feel like wearing one, go ahead and wear one. I, if I get sick, I wear one out in public because of this point. I'm like, you know, we went through this whole thing. I don't want to get other people sick. I'm not going to be a jerk. That's no, that's you're car wearing one. Go somewhere else. Oh god, I I can understand, <laughs> and I can I can sympathize with um, Oakland's the reason that they moved um, the the um, athletics. I just really don't like how they did it. Because it's, it is both the city's and the team's fault. Um, the city was very, a, it was against the idea of like spending lots of money for the team. But the team was also like basically dead in the water for the last like three years. Like they're not spending any money on the actual sport. They're not spending any money on maintenance. They're not spending any money on the stadium itself. They're basically just waiting. They're just dying out. And then at the end, middle of the beginning of this season, they sign a contract and they say, you know what? We're out of here. It's over. And I don't know. It's just, yeah, I don't like how they did it. I can it's... appreciate why they don't want to be there anymore. And I'm, I'm all for getting more sports teams out of California because there's so many there, but <laughs> I, just, I don't think it was a great way of going about it. I just, Yeah. But at the same time, it's not all on the athletics. No. We have to look at it as the athletics budget to spend is nothing compared to the level of spend that the Red Sox, the Yankees. Oh, yeah. What the ownership can delve out. That's mm. what you have to look at. Red Sox spending is a whole different question. It's stupid. Yankee spending. Did you know that our owners the bought the Pittsburgh Pirates with the baseball revenue no, they that bit, they were they, supposed to use? They, be, they bought the Penguins. Yeah, the not the pirates, the penguins. They the revenue that 
is typically used to sign players. The Boston Red Sox ownership company bought a Fenway Sport, Sports Group. Yeah. yeah, they also own part of Liverpool. Uh, no, they don't. They sold that. No, they, they sold didn't. that okay. part. Well, yeah, yeah, they sold it. They owned it for a while, and they, they, you're right, they did sell it very recently. Yeah. Um, so, I think they own something else too. LeBron James is like involved in that. Though. Yeah, please get him out of here. <laughs> I want. That's why I want ownership for the Red they Sox to, to sell, sell it, the yeah. team because I don't They're... want LeBron James associated with that team (laughs) at all we haven't done well since he became a (laughs) minority owner Um, but same time like back to the athletics like they can only spend say their caps only 50 million so they can't do anything with that it you know you have the oddities of the um tampa bay rays who somehow do it but athletics, no, they're not going to get the free agents because anyone that knows anything about Oakland athletics facility no is there. Their trash. stadium is infested with rats. It's trash. <laughs> they had it's... rats living in the stadium. Oh, so are the Jaguars <laughs> down in Florida. That's true. That's true. Like, but yeah, so that I think it just sucks to see another team go to Vegas and especially the athletics who have been part of the Oakland community for so long, like the Raiders were, that they're never going to go back. It's not like going to be everyone wants the athletics back. Like we all want the uh, Seattle Supersonics back. So we'll never, most likely we'll never see any team in Oakland again because they lost the Warriors they lost every professional team pretty much. Yeah. yeah. They've lost every professional team that they've ever had. Yeah. And it's their fault. If they don't want to go ahead and, you know, put up the money uh, to compete with everybody else, you're just not eh? going to last. And no. they're gonna, teams are going to take their players and all their revenue that they make for that, those towns and take it to somewhere else that's willing to put up. You know, the Warriors only went like, Across the bridge, yeah, to yeah. San, San Francisco. They didn't like but, change any branding or anything. You oh, know, no, it's... they don't have to. Yeah. But you know, it's funny though is they lost the Raiders twice. Mm. Yep. Yeah. It's terrible. All right. Um. Next, we got some basketball stuff. So Nick Nurse is out as the head coach of the Toronto Raptors. It sounded like he was basically done with a couple of weeks left in the season. Anyway, so no surprise there. And he's the leading candidate for the Pistons job, I think, right now. That sounds right. As well as one of the old coaches from UConn. Kevin Ollie, yeah. How is he involved in anything that's NBA level? Because he failed very miserably at the end at UConn. I mean, he won a national championship. With he UConn. did. No, no, he did. But at the end, he it was horrible. I mean, college college basketball super different than pros. Yeah. You know, if he could, if he's able to coach men, you know, I, I'm pretty sure he took a break from coaching for that reason to just you know have a restart. Good he's for him. Coach, but he's a coach of an elite team too. I think. Is yeah. What I read. For like. For like high schoolers, I think, right? Okay, yeah. So he definitely cannot be coaching in the NBA, in my opinion. Like, I mean, I think I think he he will probably get a shot somewhere. I think Maybe he can become an assistant. Coach. I think you need to get to that assistant level first before you can 
because it's a lot different than any other you know level so we'll see it's interesting um adoka is now the new head coach of the houston rockets you is get that a, one is that slime official? bag out of yes. Houston with Deshaun yep. Watson, and you bring another one into the Rockets. And you bring Tim to a team that is tuned out. Um, God, what was his name? His his dad just passed away. Oh, Coach. um, isn't it Paul Silas Jr.? Yes, you. Paul Silas Senior was a great basketball player, and his son knows the sport through and through. Hell of a coach, a, too. And you have a whole team that just tuned him out. The, I don't know how we do how we could probably get to these guys and figure it out, but I wouldn't touch that job. I'd go to the Detroit Pistons before I would touch the Houston Rockets, especially that organization with how they handle things. Well, if the rumor of them getting James Harden back, yeah. I mean, that's another that's another factor there because who knows what's going to happen they may have something up their sleeve that we're not prepared to know about yet but you think Harden would go back to a team like that that's younger that yeah there's a lot of hasn't proven anything there's a lot of others have been saying a lot of stuff about it there's a <laughs> lot of rumors that he's you know if he doesn't win it in Philadelphia that he's going to take his ball and go back to Houston and be that star player again <laughs> You know what he but, misses? You know, you know what he misses down there? He probably misses all the strip clubs. Yeah, all exactly. <laughs> That's all he misses. <laughs> John Wall get sent back? Was that him? Yeah, he got traded for Eric Gordon, which was miserable and horrible. I can't believe the Clippers did that to him. I I don't respect the Clippers for he that one move. This is the massage parlors. Ooh, those two. He wants to trade the pick and roll for a little rub and tug. Bleep that out. <laughs> no, that doesn't get bleeped out. I, I don't think that gets bleeped out. I don't think that breaks any community guidelines. I'll have uh, to see. No, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> and then a big one for tomorrow night's Celtics game is Murray got suspended for game five because of bumping into the ref after the game and saying something and then cussing him out as he walked away. What I didn't know until I read another article was Jason Tatum bumped into a ref too, but it's not being suspended. But I don't know. I haven't seen the video. The star treatment. Tate, Tatum Definitely bumping. Definitely star treatment. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, 100% star treatment for Tatum. Murray and the Hawks, it's it's over. At this point, you're going back to Boston tomorrow night. Oh, crap. That's going to be really shitty for me. I need to definitely get out of Boston early. It's gonna ah, be yeah, too. It's gonna be, be crazy. Slammed. What? What did he? What did Murray say to the ref? Because the article no one... I saw was that he verbally assaulted him. So not <laughs> that he said things. Not that he was out of line. He verbally assaulted the ref. Well, nowadays refs get very touchy feeling on how that you know players talk to them. Like everybody else in the world, we can't say our own thoughts without somebody you know being upset with us. Um. But apparently, at the end of the game, he just walked up to him. You could see the video. He says something, bumps him, walks away, and still yelling. But like when he says something, the first thing he says, the ref kind of looks at him like, "What? Like, what are you saying?" And then that's it. But you see him like get held back by 
I want to say Hunter or somebody <laughs> else from going back to the ref. So, you know, we, we're probably to only seeing. To be fair to the players, the leagues create that. Oh, they do. But these refs don't get held accountable as much as they should. And I'm all for it. It's, it's human error for a lot of it. You can't make the right call every single time. You're going to miss things. You're going to call things you thought you saw. But they're calling blatantly obvious things and it's getting pushed under the rug. And players are getting pissed because they sit there and get called out in their media sessions afterwards by their coaches, by their teammates. It's all over TV when they screw up. And then you have, but when the refs do, it's just pushed under the rug. And then you have the ref Scott Foster that no one likes. Is, so there's a lot of fans love Scott Foster. What? Boston, Boston no, we don't. Love, no, isn't he the guy that next no. the series like every no. time? No, no, he's a different guy. The I'm other bad. guy My is apologies. the um. I, I can't remember his name. He's a black ref that literally the Celtics have won the past like 18 games where he's their ref. And it's not by a small margin of victory. It's usually a large margin of victory. Is Scott it like Foster. Tony Brothers? Yes. Tony Brothers. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. Scott Foster is easily the worst ref in the NBA. And somehow he still has a job after being part of what I would still think, believe is the betting scandal with Donahue and everything. Uh, he's still involved, <laughs> but that's that. Um, how the heck do I say this guy's name? That's being drafted overall. Number one, in the NBA draft this year. Wembenyana. Wembenyana. Um, Victor. Victor yeah. Wembenyana declares for the NBA draft. And I love this new thing that came out in the um, NBA at, whatever contract um, that they have to any top first round pick, or whatever has to declare for the draft and has to go to the combine. And if they don't go to the combine, they are not eligible to be drafted. Oh yeah. They definitely should all be going to the combine. <laughs> I love that. Now they, wait, is the rule they just have to appear at the combine no. or do they have to like <laughs> actually have, compete? They have to compete. They they don't have to compete in the five on five challenge, like the five on five games, but they have to do everything else because what has been happening is you'd have players. Let's just use Trey Young because I hate his guts and he, whatever. Um, but say Trey Young goes to the the, the um, combine, all he does is he just kind of sits around, takes a couple pictures, does the measurements, talks to a couple teams. That's it. The agent is now on the back scene talking about his injuries, his everything, like how healthy he is. It's all secondhand information being given out via the agent. Mm. So they're trying to get rid of that portion of it so that it's coming directly from the player and the doctors. What's going on? What's going on between the player and the teams? So it, it helps everyone at the end of the day, especially the teams that are going to sit there and say, I'm giving you my first overall pick, whatever number I have, and millions of dollars to come play basketball. I want to make sure I have my investments correct. So I like it. I think it's a good idea. I saw stuff. This is sort of unrelated, but related at the same time. I saw stuff that said that Bryce Young was afraid of what his measurements would be at the oh. NFL Combine, which is why he didn't go. Mm. Oh, he, he did yeah. pro day, but he didn't do the Combine. He was yeah. the only like top five projected player like in any skill position that didn't show up yeah but he killed it on his ex the yeah uh, his analytical, day he did. analytical yeah. exam too yeah um and here's the best one i 
out of everything. Colorado has lost 17 players since Saturday. That's so crazy to me. I have like, the list up. What Seven, the hell happened? 17 players have left the um, primetime's team. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I watched all of his, like, son's, like, videos, and it looks like everybody's having themselves a hell of a time. I, I'm con- I'm confused on why they're leaving. I, I'm surprised. May- I'm mean, that's the only thing I can think of is that some of these players realize they're just not going to get playing time over others, and they want to play. They're going to try and just go somewhere else, which is the name of the game at this point. Yeah, I think it's the fact that some people can't play under a coach like him. Yeah, I, he's I think demanding. He, he's demanding. I think the things that he's demanding aren't crazy at all when he did his introductory conference, but how he handles certain things and how he's been dealing with certain situations with the kids. I I don't, maybe it's not the best. We're not there on a day-to-day basis. We see the videos like Kevin says and all this, but 17 players after Saturday, it's been 72 hours, 48 hours since then. And 17 guys have been like, yeah, peace, I'm done. And majority of them were starters on Colorado's team last year. So all we know they can play. All of them, but two or three star recruits. The other two are four stars. So they're like, they're pretty good players. They're not like crazy, but. Well, West Virginia has some openings. Um, you're more than welcome to go to West Virginia. I promise. So, we'll throw so you the ball. Reading, <laughs> reading, reading this that I, I'm looking on Bleacher Report. A lot of these players are the ones that were already on the team when he first came mm-hmm. in. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not like anybody that transferred there and uh, <laughs> then just decided to leave. It's a lot of it's the original team that he had, which at the same time, if you guys remember his initial initial video uh, when he first arrived on campus, he said, everybody. Hey, I just want to let you know this isn't going to be easy. This is going to be tough. If you don't think you can handle it, go ahead, hop in that portal when it's springtime, and we wish you the best. But you know we're gonna we expect to we're gonna demand the best, expect the best. If you can't give that to us, feel free to hop in that portal. And it looks like if seventeen of them have have decided to go ahead and do that, but I also understand with that. That means other names are probably going to be on their way there. Like, if look at all the players he brought in. He brought in probably a good, what, nine to ten players from his Jackson State team. That include uh, Travis Hunter, who's probably going to be playing both wide receiver and cornerback for that team. So he's looking for big-time players. And I think people, if they really have that dedication and want to have the honor of playing under somebody like Primetime, they're gonna go there. So as shocking as it is to to like see that many people leave right after a spring game that was also had about forty seven thousand in attendance. I mean, hey. That's a different world and generation out there, even in college sports right now. Cause if you think about WVU basketball when Huggins has players leave, I feel like one of the biggest complaints is he's too tough. Mm-hmm. Essentially, he makes us get it on the treadmill when we screw up. He makes us he he punishes us for not playing the right way. 
Are you talking about Oscar? I feel like you're talking about Oscar. I'm talking about a lot of them, but <laughs> thankfully college basketball in the way it is now doesn't need to be a four-year team built up. And I, I mean, I think WVU basketball through the transfer portal the last couple of years has a really solid team this year. This coming. year, this year's team is going to <laughs> fingers crossed be very scary. <laughs> but with a guy like Huggins in place, same thing with primetime. You need players that are going to put in their all every yeah. single day. And they're like a generation where they don't want to put in their all every day. They want it easy. Even guys at that level. And I'm not talking down because I could never play it at that level. I put in a lot of work at a lot of things. I tried at football, but I wasn't as good as them. And I there was no point in trying that hard because I never would have played at that level. But even at that level with some of those guys, they've been so gifted athletically that they don't want to put in the additional work that a guy like Primetime is going to expect. Yeah, yeah and these guys, they're, they're both like – but these two examples, but like most hard coaches are legends in their, their sport. It's so different playing the, for a really good yeah. coach. That's just a really first good time coach and the, really good coach. That was a hall of famer. Yeah. This is the first cool. time that probably any of these kids have played with anybody near as good as primetime is or. Well, um, yeah. Huggins team. Like how bad you, you step in the rim. Been. Yeah. And they're going to ask you for everything that you have, because they're going to give you everything they have. Like they've always done their whole career. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I don't, you know, they have a tough schedule. They have to go play TCU game one. And they play Nebraska right after. Then it's Oregon uh, at home and then at USC. That's so the first four game. They, they might 4 0 or 0 4. I, th- I think they go 2 and 2. I think they can beat TCU and Nebraska because Nebraska has literally been god awful lately. That's the only reason they win that one. And TCU, because TCU is losing. They lost a lot of good talent on the offensive side of the ball uh, going to the draft this year. So, but we'll see. They definitely not beating Oregon. They definitely aren't beating USC. <laughs> no, definitely not USC. Uh, I mean, I well, definitely not. Maybe not <clears throat> USC, but I could see them putting up a fight against Oregon. They'll put up a um, fight. I just don't think they'll beat Oregon because Oregon's team is an older team that's been around, so they're established in what they do. But we'll see. We got a long way to go until college football starts. I know it's only Colorado and cheer for them every week and have my heart broken if they lose because I'm not watching WVU football until Neil Brown's gone or well and or Jeff Bezos becomes our number one booster so that we can compete. Well, we those are my stipulations. I I like your first stipulation because I think that'll happen. I'll be at no (laughs) second one definitely will not never happen. (laughs) Um, but we have some really big guys that are putting money in. We talked about it last week. Um, yeah, they're putting it in for the basketball team. So the owner of the Diamondbacks is a West Virginia grad and he's shelling out money to keep players there. So I'm cool with it. Um, let's talk about West Virginia since Chris brought it up this past weekend was the blue and gold game. So our spring game, which apparently one, it was fun. I saw highlights of it. It looks like it was a good player's. Got out there, some trick plays. Uh, I think with a blue team, one with a field goal at the end. So it was 59, 56. But I have to say, it looked like a regular football game because there's no one in the stands. There's no fans. They didn't give they didn't give an attendance update for a reason because it was that I, underwhelming. I saw pictures. There was no one. It's horrible. But... <clears throat> 
is what it is when you have a really bad season last year and really didn't do much to change for this upcoming season. So the schedule they got. Oh, they're so screwed. They have like the lucky if we win five games. <laughs> if he they, I'm going to say they lose to Penn State in Happy Valley. There's no way we're going to win that one. Uh, um, probably not even close. <laughs> but if they lose two weeks later, he knows Sunday morning, he's sitting in the office of the athletic director and president's office and sitting there saying, yep, I'll start packing my bag. My bag's already packed. I've already <laughs> cleaned out my office. I took the time last night. Thank you. Like, at, no, and they, they won't even make it back into the locker room. It, they'll give do it on the, the field. They'll do it. They'll give them the locker room because I think they're going to give them the respect of that much. I don't think we're going to do like what AS, like USC did to Lane Kiffin <laughs> years ago, yeah, where he got off right. the plane and was not allowed on the bus Oof. after losing to ASU, who was unranked at the time. So <laughs> I don't think they do that. I think they give him the respect to at least go back and talk to his team. But we'll see. We'll uh, no, I mean, at the end of the day, like on the field last year, they they stuck their neck out for him keeping him. When I feel like nobody that's a fan of WVU thought they should, and I don't think they kept him thinking that he was the right option. I think they kept him thinking there was no other realistic options, and it gives them more time to look if he doesn't step it up. Right from what I heard, it's it's impossible. From what people are saying, it's impossible to hire an athletic director. And then try to hire a football coach all on the same time frame because the athletic director has to be involved in that search. So yep. they didn't I mean, have enough time yeah, to look over we, the options. No, we pretty we, much got screwed by our previous athletic director by giving him the poison pill deal that he gave us. And and now this, this is the situation we're stuck in. We Chris said it like months ago on the podcast. We are probably in for the next. 10 to 12 years of really bad football mm-hmm. and God forbid we can stay alive with hugs. They're, they're playing hugs game because they understand that our fan base loves Huggins and they would want to see him win. So that, I think that's why they're probably throwing all the money they have to Huggins for his transfer portal. And you haven't heard anything on the football end because they know it's right now in the shits. Yep. Nicely like- saying. And you only have, to be completely honest, uh, we only have one player that is really good on that team. And he got hurt last year, and you saw what happened when he got hurt. Our whole team just fell to shit. Now, if Donaldson can stay healthy all year and is in in running back shape because he was in tight end shape last year, not running back shape, then we have something to root for. I'll just root for him all year. I won't root for the team. I'll root for him to have a good game. But it's pretty, really funny you mentioned, like, you know, they went into the whole running offense. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a couple of the WV podcasts, and they said that our offense looks very Jeff Mullen-esque. Oh, great. If so any of you are familiar with that, it's not a good, it's not a good sign to have that name attached to that offense i didn't watch the spring game or see anything on it personally but i from everything i read neil brown was the only one excited about what happened on the field it sounds like from what i've heard i've gathered from the majority as if 
that spring game is any indicator of what we're going to look like this season, it's not good. No, it's it's not going to be good. And I did see that he didn't call any plays. In no, he gave the, the assistant coaches were. He, no, yeah, the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator became yeah. the head coaches for the teams, um, which is fine. I I think that's a good way to handle it because, as he said two years ago, he has to be the CEO, not that not like coordinator should the be coordinator the game. They should know enough of the game plan yeah. going in that you can trust them making the calls so that you can be in the background as the head coach. Yeah, but he doesn't do that. Where you need to, you can talk to the defense while the offense is on the field because you're not calling plays. Yeah, but he doesn't do that. We all know that. We all <laughs> seen it. He. That's why. Um, who was our offensive coordinator last year, Kevin? Uh, it was what's his name. Uh, former Texas Tech uh quarterback. And US, he was at USC. USC. Oh my God, I forgot his name. But that's why he's he at left. Purdue now. Yeah, he's at Purdue as offensive coordinator because he he was trying to call things and Neil Brown changed things. It's easy to point out. You can always we can go back to a bunch of games. Yes, Graham Harrell. Thank you. Um, but let's get off that high horse because am I gonna <clears throat> am I even gonna bother going to that backyard brawl game the way we're talking right now? Dude, we're going to go to the backyard brawl game just because it's the backyard brawl game. We just never know when it's gonna come game? back. I feel like I almost don't even <laughs> want to like waste the money. Well, shut up because I just bought season tickets, so I'm gonna waste my money there. <laughs> It's well, the dedication. We need to... We'll shit on the Mountaineers all podcast long will... and then buy season tickets. Yeah. <laughs> They're my team. I will shit on them all day long because hey, I watch DJ Manuel through the football every week. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. I just had to watch, you know, a lot of shitty quarterbacks throw the football between McNabb yeah. and then uh Hertz. So a lot. Yeah, he had a lot. Um we had a lot of good backups. You had a lot, yeah. You did have a lot of good backups. Jeff yeah. Garcia. I never would have used him as a starter, but every time he came off the bench, I was like, okay, we're you not going to do terrible. Yeah. You <laughs> also we're not going to do terrible. Yeah, you're not going to be blown <laughs> out by like 30. You're going to lose by, you know, a touchdown or three points, something like that. It's serviceable. Nick so take it. probably has the least amount of starts out of anybody who has a statue built for them. <laughs> The simple fact he has a statue and didn't get resigned after the next year. Yeah, it's the it's the isn't it with Doug Peterson too, where they're calling the play? Yeah, the the Philly special as they call the it. Philly special. Which, I mean, I love that play. Don't get me wrong; it's one of my favorite plays in the history of my team. But it's definitely not the first time it was ever ran. It was ran earlier in that game. Tom yeah, Brady just couldn't catch the ball. Yeah, the Patriots ran it first, and Brady just butterfingered it. Um, all right, so. Let's get into the football side of things because we're all wearing football-related items tonight. So, Kevin, we'll start off with you. Who you got on? What team you repping? I mean, I rep the Steelers, of course, of Pittsburgh. This jersey is an Antonio Brown jersey, the old color us jerseys. I, I'm going to be honest. I put it on because it's the first Steelers thing I found, so I can get here not as late, so Merritt didn't yell at me, so... Antonio Brown it was. Kevin, we need to get you a new Steelers jersey, don't we? I mean, I have get a couple like, more. I, I just, I just no, put I, it. Don't get him a picket. You get him a Watt. I yeah, do. That, that is, that is on that is on my list. I want him and I want uh Mr. Harris as well. I, get I, George I, Pickens. 
Oh, I do like Pickens too. I might just have to get all three at some point in life. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I think his catch last year was the best catch of the year. Oh my god, that was ridiculous. Yeah. All right, Andrew's like laid out sideways. I have Josh Allen on. Shout out Josh Allen. Everyone in the AFC East better be scared. I don't care about Aaron Rodgers. I'm not scared of the Bills because they didn't shit over the offseason and they lost a ton of stuff. The Bills did? I didn't yeah. see you guys doing much better. Oh, we didn't do anything. Let's be honest. We All we anything. did is didn't have to pay Tremaine Edwards a crazy fucking amount of money. <laughs> no, the Steelers did that instead. No, the Bears did. Uh, um, was it the Bears? Yeah, Tremaine Edmonds went to the oh. Bears. He put like 80 mil or something. Like Good for him, it's bro. I'm happy for him, but like I didn't want to have us pay that cap. Um, Who you got on, Chris? I have on my... Hertz Smith 22 shirt. I've spent a lot of time yelling at Howie Roseman for his terrible drafting for a team that for another year is going to have 10 of 11 offensive starters drafted by the team. Two two of our starting (laughs) offensive linemen who are the best, two of the best in the league of their positions were sixth and seventh rounders, one of which being a left tackle who played rugby up until he was a left tackle for the Eagles. Yep. So I go on with the homegrown talent here. The one on the bottom I liked when we drafted, the one on the top I wasn't sure <laughs> until we made the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, there was still a questionable, but there was a, there he's was a great a, leader and a hard worker, and he's gotten better every single year with the team. So he earned his money. There was a conversation between Chris and I before the NFL season. Like, what do you think Hertz is going to be like? He's like, honestly, I think he's okay. I don't think he's going to – we're going to have a good year, but I don't think we're going to be that good. I was like, okay, well, I I thought the same thing in my team. So, he he got proved wrong. I did. I I think he has a lot of firepower around him, but like I said, the guy is a leader. Yeah. He's a hard worker. He's gotten better every single year. Definitely a student of the game. I mean, you you still got to keep the talent around him, and they did that by structuring the contract the way they did. But that's any quarterback. There's not many quarterbacks you could give a shit team that are going to come out and do good. I figure as long as he's not running for his life, which with how we focus on the offensive and defensive lines, should never be a problem on either side of the ball where either people behind the line are struggling because of the people in front of them. So, and with A.J. Brown on the team, we're not exactly hurting there either. No. That was I a big move. I think you're doing well. Huge move. How dumb could the Tennessee Titans be to just pretty give much him up like that? Here's what we did, <laughs> and they tried to draft his replacement. And I mean, they don't have a quarterback, so no. Yeah. They're about to lose the running back, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. And then I've got on my Mac Jones jersey. God, I hope he actually knows how to throw football this year with a good offensive coordinator. Andrew, you can shake your head, but. I don't know. You've never had an offensive it. coordinator who doesn't know offense try to teach your team how to do anything. I had what's his name? Rex Ryan as my head coach. Yeah. <laughs> and he had wristbands that say listen to the ref on them. <laughs> yeah, because he never listened. We've to had anyone. bigger problems than a quarterback not being able to throw the ball. <laughs> no, we had a we had an offensive coordinator that didn't know how to call an offense. Oh, yeah. I mean that was worse. Yeah, let's put them. Let's just run the ball for the first two plays. 
And it's third and long. Let's now just throw a short check down and then check down five yards punt and the ball. <laughs> and then our Mac Jones has some good juju coming to him this year. I think so too. Because I I had a weird obsession with betting on him, thinking he could make me a ton of money, and I've stopped sports betting because I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> Great. So maybe he'll have a good year this season. I think Chris was jinxing the, the Patriots all season long. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you bet on your own team then? So yeah, they do that then they lose. Perfect be against league regulations. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that was good. All right, so let's get into the nitty gritty part of this episode. We are going to talk about the NFL draft. We're going to talk about a couple of the big trades that happened and some of the potential rumors. Also touch on the quarterbacks, because that's really what everyone's talking about is the quarterbacks, some of the defensive players, um, and some of these wide receivers that are out there. Um, and we'll just go through. We'll definitely go off the rails for this one for sure. I know that. Um, but yeah, let's start off with the news of the day. Does anyone else want to say this? Because I've said it five times. You work there. I love it. (laughs) A.A.Ron Rogers to the New York Jets from Green Bay Packers to that gang green Jets green. I believe, Andrew, do you have the stats for us of like what was in the trade? Yes, I have it. All right, you got it. All right. What do you got? So the Jets receive the 15th overall pick. Mm-hmm. For this year's draft, plus a two, uh, a fifth rounder, which is pick one seventy for this okay. year's draft, and Mister, I'm gonna go sit in a dark tunnel for three weeks. Aaron Rodgers to him. Shout out to him. Packers will receive the thirteenth overall pick. Okay, a 2023 second round pick, which is number forty two, a six round pick, which is number two hundred seven, and a conditional 2024 second round pick. That becomes a first rounder if Rodgers plays 65% of the plays. He doesn't come off the field. Yeah. So he won't, he will, they'll definitely hit that mark. Yeah. So the, the Packers are getting two first rounders, a second rounder, and a six round pick for Rodgers. I mean, that's not, that's not a bad gig. Not a bad gig at all. Uh, I think the Jets, man. Is MetLife Stadium going to be rocking this year with both the Jets and the Giants off of the season they just had? It's going to be rocking. And Rodgers, he's got young weapons. Uh, he's got a defense as well. You know, he's got the he's got an offensive line that should be able to protect him. I am very excited to see what the Jets do, but I'm also cautious because again, Jets do Jet things, and God. Literally knows this could end up being a situation of when the Jets got Brett Favre back in the day. So I, I'm hopeful. <laughs> I'm being optimistic. I'll say it right now. Let's get Jets to the Super Bowl if possible. I'm with it. I don't even start that shit because it's not happening. I mean, I'm going. I'm going at least second in the division to uh, Andrews Bills. Yeah, it's gonna go um Bills, Jets, Dolphins, Patriots. I'm gonna put the I will put it as the Bills, the Dolphins, the Jets, Patriots. You I don't I, know. 
I, I you you don't think and no. you think you don't think Aaron Rodgers still has no. a little bit left in the tank? I think he has something left in the tank, but does he make the team six wins better? I think he can be. No, I with think the Jets, think, how bad think, they were quarterback wise. I think, I, okay. I think, I think certifiably they'll be like three or four games better. I think they six get six like, games is a question of if he pops off. I think they get two more wins with Rodgers. That's it. I don't think they're going to be as good as everyone keeps saying. I, and that's not me being a Patriots fan. That's me being a, a football fan. Like I think it's a good. I trade could appreciate for that. Both, both teams. I think the Packers lucked out and got. They're going to get two first rounders for them. Of course, it sucks that they had to give up one of their first round pick for this year, but they get rid of his cap money. They can let the Jordan Love experiment work for a year. See if that works. If it doesn't, find another quarterback and develop. But you're going to get some good talent out of those picks you're getting. The Jets take a huge cap hit for the next two years, which is $52 million each year, I'm pretty sure. He's 39 years old. He's had young receivers. He ha- he's had established receivers. He's had good defenses. He's never won except for in 2010, 13 years ago. I don't think moving him from the Packers is making a bigger difference for the Jets. I think the Jets have now leveraged their future for a win-now scenario where they weren't even ready for that win-now scenario. That's that's my thoughts. Like, And I could be totally off. I 100% could be off. But my thought is, Rodgers comes in. He's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Yep. But what else is there? Like, You got rid of a bunch of your weapons. You have one decent wide receiver who came. He's going to be a second-year wide receiver. Alan Lazard, Lazard, he's okay. He's not that good. He's not the best. He he does become your number two still behind Garrett Wilson because Garrett Wilson is very good. You're going to have your best running back from last year come back from ACL surgery. He won't be 100%. Until what, week seven, week eight, maybe, depending. And you don't have, you have okay running backs to back them up. Your defense is good. I also saw a thing today where it broke down Sauce Gardner, who everyone was like, defensive rookie of the year, blah, blah, blah. He wasn't as, he was, wasn't even as good as the Seahawks best cornerback who was a rookie. The Seahawks quarterback was better than Sauce. The only reason he got more attention is because he's in New York. I just don't think Rodgers does anything more. If you get him a good quarterback, but that's it. And he's one good hit away from being dead. He's 39 years old, 40 in December. He's one good hit away from not playing. But I want to hear Chris's thoughts because he's been quiet and he's our I mean, football I, guy. I watched Rodgers play in Philadelphia last year on Sunday night. It was a, I want to say it was a November game. Um, I was super excited. Don't get me wrong. Great game overall, high scoring, lots of yards. Packers offense didn't do anything until they started running the ball. 
Aaron Rodgers threw two interceptions, looked pedestrian. I was very disappointed in my experience seeing Rodgers play because that was the only time I've ever seen him in person. And I was hoping, obviously, for a win for my team. But it would have been exciting to see him pretty much an all-time legend go out. I thought it was going to be his the like his tour of retirement tour essentially. But it was not did not live up to the hype. I don't think him going to New York is going to fix their problems. I think New York's going to figure out that Aaron Rodgers isn't the guy and they're not going to have the assets to find the guy. I think that Green Bay is going to find out that Jordan Love is not the guy, but they did the right thing to find out that he's not the guy instead of playing around and continuing to play around like they did with Brett Favre because Aaron Rodgers should have been a starter years before he was. I think they got less years out of him because they played around with the Brett Favre situation. And they did the right thing this time. But I don't think Favre comes in and magically makes the Jets a contender. Um, I don't think they're – I think the Bills will win that division. I don't think it matters, though, because if the Bills make it past the divisional round, they'll lose to Casey. They can't beat Casey. Sorry, Andrew. If we get D-Hop, I have faith. But You're not, you're not going to get D-Hop. Pat Mahomes is by far the best quarterback in the league, Andy oh, Reid. Yeah. And I'm biased because I loved him in Philly, but he is the best coach in the league. Yeah, Andy Reid right now is probably the number one coach in the league after if, what he's done. If they gave him the players in Philly, if they gave him half the players in Philly that they did in KC, if you had, it'd be sitting here talking to Merritt about how many Super Bowl rings my team had. But they gave them Donovan McNabb, who was good for his time, with guys like Todd Pinkston. Yes, I know. Look him up on Google. You probably don't know who he is. Yeah, I don't know who he is, Dan. I can't even tell you half of our receivers from back then. All I know is Terrell Owens. That's about it. And that was a... Oh, yeah, Stallworth for a while, too. Good one-year move that ended up destroying the team. But McNabb was the... As much as I don't like Owens, McNabb was the reason behind that. Yeah, he needed a weapon to throw, too. Yeah, McNabb's a locker room cancer. He's not a team guy. Yeah. So... I don't think Rodgers magically fixed the Jets. But we'll see. Yeah, we have a long time to debate it and a long season ahead of us to see if he is going to really do anything. If nothing else, they're still picking just only two picks later in the first round. Yeah, they're not going to get a quarterback. Obviously, most of the quarterbacks worth taking will be off the board by then anyway. Well, we'll talk about the quarterbacks here shortly because there's rumors flying around with these quarterbacks on what might happen. Yep, Um, there could be a few there, so we'll see. Apparently, there's now a market for Ryan Tannehill and Trey Lance. I can believe the Trey Lance hype of yeah, him. I don't being, know who would want Tannehill. I couldn't see a team. There's no team there that in the NFL right now that needs a, a quarterback. Who's really that down bad? Who really right. needs a quarterback that bad? Like <laughs> besides like Atlanta, but odds are they'll probably draft somebody or I would, no, I'm them. I keep Desmond Ritter. <laughs> Desmond Ritter's a starter there for sure. Yeah. So they'll draft like somebody later on in the in the the draft to back him up, but yeah. Maybe Houston. Unless but, Well, they're gonna pick a quarterback. They're gonna take one. Well, yeah. Apparently the rumor is that they may not. They might take defense. They could take Jalen Carter. They start Davis Mills again. Houston has the number two pick, right? Yes. What Houston needs to do is take that number two pick and make a package to send to Baltimore for Lamar Jackson. That would be good. And then Baltimore needs to take a quarterback 
get a quarterback on a rookie salary that hopefully works out, rebuild that team around that quarterback, and then push that guy out and not give him the money he wants in five years. Well, what they can do, though, is they can let that rookie quarterback sit behind um, their backup. Who's their backup right now? Hundley or whatever? Huntley. Huntley. He's good. He can go in and start for the year because you got a one-year deal. And then you let that rookie come in the next year and see how bad or how good he is and then not pay him his money in a few years. I mean, I think both teams would benefit from that trade. I think Baltimore is doing the right thing. Lamar Jackson is a hell of a talent. Don't get me wrong. Not the best passer. He's athletic. He's going to get hurt a million more times. He already has. Mm-hmm. He's one in three in the playoffs. He's never had a deep ball. He, he's he's not. He is an average quarterback with excellent running skills. Yeah. He, and that's he not has bias, the- but Hurts has shown improvement in the passing game. I have not yeah. seen that in Lamar. Right, and if Lamar has the time, and if he had, let's be honest, he's had decent weapons. He's had nothing crazy, but it's nothing not crazy, pitiful. but nothing bad. No, yeah, it's just not, been very average. But like when he's throwing the ball, he does. If he has the time, he can throw it deep. But he has to have the time. Yeah, he's not he the guy to that's gonna. That shit. <laughs> he's not the guy that's gonna step back three steps, like any of the quarterbacks that uh, for our teams can do. Yeah. He's not Allen. He's not Herbert. He's not Hurts. He's not Burrow can throw it farther. And Mahomes can just can. literally Mahomes just can. Yeah. He just flicks Mahomes can left hand bomb that. Mahomes does it behind the back for 80 yards. Yeah. yeah. Let's be honest. Right into their hands. Yeah. Beautifully perfect pass. Like not, no lookers. So yeah, I agree. I think if Houston does anything and they don't trade that pick, I almost wouldn't be surprised if they did take a defensive guy. Because they say that it is a huge drop off from the top quarterback. You know, Bryce Young is the number one quarterback. We all know that. And a drop off after that is pretty decent. No, they they all scored well on their exam, except for one, which we'll talk about. Actually, two or three of them didn't score very well. But like after that, Bryce Young is the only one that's truly proven. Besides yeah. a couple, like one or two others. So CJ Stroud will be okay. Anthony Richardson is in my that's, opinion. If he's taking top five. It's going to be a waste of a pick. Yeah. We'll talk about there. Talk about his 80 yard bomb at the combine. I'm like, the guy can't throw for more than 2,500 yards in a full season starting 50. completion. All four of them, <clears throat> all four of like the top QBs are either going to be like, they can be, pretty good they could be really average or they could all just be bad and like, like there's nobody like in this draft that like on at least at the quarterback position there are a few others in other positions that this isn't true for but there's no one you can really just look at and be like they will be good right and we'll talk about that here in a second and i want to get kevin's opinion on this one because this involves his team are you happy that you have a new wide receiver yeah we got him for nothing yeah, you got God, him for like, dirt. <laughs> you got, got him for, for nothing. Dirt. We got uh we got a if healthy, we got a solid third well wide receiver three, veteran to help out, catch the ball to help a young Kenny Pickett. If he needs somebody to throw to and he's open, he'll get you a couple of yards. I'm excited. I was excited to hear about Allen Robinson. 
you know, fast is physical, so you're good there. So, well, thank God. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think it's it's a good move. They need he, they need to provide weapons for for Kenny. So, um, yeah. as long as they just keep loading up loading it up for him, and if they can just like I said, they can get some more protection in the draft. <laughs> I think uh, Kenny can, you know, move up a notch this yeah. year. I'm glad as a Steelers fan that you said you got a good wide receiver three because I've talked to some other Steelers fans who are super excited, and I'm not saying you shouldn't be, but one told me that they had a really good starting number one wide receiver coming in, and I said maybe five years ago. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. No, the, he's Ooh, whoever number- said that <clears throat> needs to get off the drugs they're taking because <laughs> – he, he might be a number two at best. Like he's not a number one anymore. Not anymore. No. Definitely a solid pickup. Yes. All right. So now let's talk about the the fun part of this is talking about some of these players. So let's talk about the quarterbacks because we did mention them already. Um, The rumor is CJ Stroud is going to fall. He scored horrible on the – analytic exam whatever it is competency exam yeah competency is. like exam. 18 out of 100 <laughs> he got an 18 percent bryce young got a 96 uh hayden hooker got a 46 and that was the the lowest besides cj now we all can say that cj shot is a phenomenal quarterback phenomenal athlete in a certain sit in the right system do we think he truly does fall out of the top 10? No. I have a feeling so I think he'll I don't think he'll go past five. Like I feel like yeah. someone like Indianapolis who could use a little bit of life, I <laughs> think they might may take a chance on him. Yeah, I think I I understand the argument for going round like second pick from the Texans to be like a defensive player of some kind but I don't know if he's we're in the position where a lot of teams in the NFL who have high picks have either like aging quarterbacks or not very good quarterbacks so like if he falls down to the Atlanta Falcons at eight and they don't pick him I'd be surprised if he like goes down that far because then you start to deal with like I think Chicago's after them and then the Eagles and so then goes, maybe the, the Titans are like 11, I think, and they yeah. might take him. The Titans like, have are 11, but they just took um, the kid last year. Who yeah. Knew? the um, From, oh, from Liberty. From Liberty, yeah. right? Malik, uh, Malik, Malik Henry? Will- yeah. Uh, no, Malik? not Henry. No, Willis. 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 Yeah. But, so, right, we know Carolina is going to take – Bryce Young, that's a given. That's that's set in stone. It falls to Houston. We know the Cardinals aren't going to – Houston, let's just say they don't take CJ. That's just for – Houston goes doesn't take CJ. Then they would probably to, go with Will Anderson, uh, that big guy from Alabama. Yeah. Or – or um, wait. So, so Houston, I've heard, is Jalen Carter. Houston. Is the, it's between the two. I keep seeing a bunch I keep, of mock drafts. I keep seeing Jalen like being the the more consistent one. I've seen his name, the other guy, but I could see that guy going to the Cardinals now. 
because the Cardinals are the third pick. <laughs> the edge, yeah, Tyree Wilson. But they also are talking about how they might trade that pick and fall back to a team that's more apt for somebody else. Then you get to Indy. I've heard a lot of Levis, um, the kid from Will Kentucky. Levis. Will Levis is go is there's the potential of him landing there. I've Ursa heard loves him. Coaching staff heard, seems to like him. So, go ahead, Andrew. Sorry, I didn't mean to run over you there. You're good. Um, go ahead. I've heard Richardson because um, the Ooh. guy that helped Jalen Hurts <clears throat> from Philly. I forget if it was the offensive coordinator or quarterback coach. Um, somebody in Philly's organization that was involved in developing Jalen Hurts when he wasn't the starter um, is now in a position in Indy that if they were to draft a young quarterback, they would be like in charge of their development. Yeah, so I head think coach. I don't know if it's there. I don't know who it is. It's there. Um, uh, it's there. It's I heard I about think it it's like their, a week ago. Their coordinator. Well, Shane, I think it's the offensive coordinator or something. He used to be like Shane a quarterback coach Steichen. in Philly. Yeah, he, he was the offensive coordinator in Philadelphia yeah. last year. Um, yeah, and now what I was reading is that both defensive coordinators, the defensive coordinator and offensive, and offensive coordinator for yeah. head coaches, right? Which I'm 100% fine with both because as good as we are, our defensive coordinator lost us the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying not, dis- <laughs> not discounting Kansas City's offense, but our defensive coordinator lost us the Super Bowl. And our offensive coordinator... I feel like held our offense back from what it could have been. And it was very good being held back. But last year with how our games went, I think we could have done better in a lot of certain games, specifically against the Texans, against Green Bay, games that we should have against Washington when they ran the ball all over us and we couldn't move. Um, I definitely think we could have done better on offense, and I'm happy both are gone. I think the players that we have will still carry over with the new guys we have in place. Yeah. Yeah, but from what I've been hearing, beneficial for Richardson though. Indy Mm -hmm. feels very comfortable from what I was reading, drafting an underdeveloped quarterback. So, like, even if the best few go in the beginning, I wouldn't be surprised if they drafted somebody and then continue their charade of signing a one-year contract for like a forty-five-year-old man. Oh, and then (laughs) after the Colts, it's the Seahawks, and that's where I've heard a lot of Richardson. Yeah, he's said more recently. They've been talking about that. Yeah. That that's what I've heard a lot of, <clears throat> you know, for the majority of the time. Then you have the Lions. The Lions aren't if if there's a decent quarterback, he, they might take him. I've got you a know, wild card here. That's I think Detroit trades up to number three. If they trade up to number CJ Stroud, and I don't think they should, but no, I think they, they do. Could. Yeah. If I'm them, I stay at six. And then if like say if CJ Stroud is still there on the board at six. That's where you have to take them because if you don't, the Raiders are already said they're not taking quarterback. The Falcons aren't going to take a quarterback that early. The Bears, they're definitely not taking quarterback. I don't know. I don't think the Bears are actually sold on on fields. Uh, Justin Fields. I think they traded back knowing that some of the quarterbacks would drop. Yeah, That's but fair. I don't know. Yeah, if there's I some would... other draft assets. But I don't know if I would want to take <clears throat> CJ over Fields. Very similar style. I wouldn't. I like I, Fields. I think I, Fields is very comparable to Hertz. Yeah, he's a offense. I think if you could put Hertz and see, or if you put Hertz and Fields, I don't think Fields would necessarily be as good as Hertz, but I still think in Philly he would be a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, they could be resting and waiting for someone <laughs> who needs more development, thinking like Levis drop farther, 
or um like um Richardson. Not that like either of them I think will go that far, but if quarterbacks well, start falling deep, then well let's just keep it as like we get to the sixth round, the sixth pick, and if CJ Stroud isn't picked there, not going to Vegas, not going to the Falcons, not going to the Bears, not going to the Eagles. That that would just be oh. really funny if that happened. Three years ago, I was confused about the second round pick. I don't think I'll be confused about a quarterback being picked this year. Um, <laughs> maybe Tennessee, because you don't know yeah. how they feel about Malik Willis. Maybe the Houston Texans, if the Texans, you know, they, they're at the 12th pick. Maybe there. If he falls, keeps falling down the list. That's where you might see him go to. Um, but we'll see. I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, we could probably go through the scenario. Oh, God. Hundreds of times. And we all know the way the NFL draft works. We're going to find out, you know, five hours before the draft. <laughs> something is going on with some player and then that person's just going to drastically fall out of nowhere. Yep. And like, that's why I honestly enjoy the NFL draft because it's truly probably the most unpredictable drafts out of all professional sports. Yeah. Usually There's you just can so tell many. like the one and two, you almost always know that <laughs> after that, it's just a crap shoot. I think, I think this year it's really, we talked about, you guys all talked about it. The key on what's going to happen is whatever Indianapolis does with their pick, I think could change how the rest of the draft goes down. Because mm-hmm. I think they can go, like Andrew said, go to, you know, that Indianapolis pick, or they can, it can be something completely different that we're not even thinking of. And then it could just fall further and further. Or like Chris said, I can fully expect a team Maybe similar like Detroit, just be like, oh, let me go and get a quarterback. Or even think about a team that like a, a Minnesota Vikings who's been in talks of possibly trading up somewhere to get one of those quarterbacks. Because Lord only knows Kirk Cousins, his time is coming. So I think it's just a matter of waiting and seeing. And I'm excited. It'll be a good time. Well, let's get off of the wider the quarterback stuff because we could, like Kevin said, talk about that for hours. Wide receiver, so they, they've said this isn't a strong wide receiver class, but it's a deep one. Only names I keep hearing are the kid from Ohio State, Zay Flowers, and Quentin whatever from TCU. Those are like the Quentin top. Johnson. Yeah, those are the top ones that I keep hearing. And every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, maybe the West, maybe uh, the Patriots actually draft somebody of use at number 14. But I want to see what your guys' thoughts were on the, like, if if those those three guys, you think there would be the best, the top ones taken, or there's somebody else that... Uh, I would probably say <laughs> he's not talked about on, like, the upper echelon, but probably could fall to the first round. Uh, you can't forget about Jordan Addison from, yeah, from USC. I want Buffalo to pick him. And you also, uh, who's I this? think he's going to be the best one available by that time. <laughs> Who's the speedy guy from Tennessee? Uh, Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, I've heard his name just because of his speed. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. projected to go second round, followed by guys like Josh Downs from North Carolina, Cedric Tillman, his buddy from Tennessee, um, Jonathan Mingo uh, from Ole Miss is another name that keeps popping <laughs> up within the first couple of rounds. 
Tyler Scott from Cincinnati. So um, I think the main ones is going to be Jackson Smith. I don't know what the N stands for or how to say it, but I'm just going to rock with it. JSN from Ohio State. He's been kind of projected as to be the top receiver on the board. Yeah, Uh, there's a a lot of mock drafts show Houston picking both CJ Stroud second and uh, JSN later. With a yeah. 12th pick? Yeah. Yeah, 12th pick. Yeah, JSN. Uh, the talk of JSN being picked by Philly, which is not a team that needs somebody else in the wide receiver, <laughs> but that to me speaks how good the guy might be. I've yeah, heard it. They're yeah. And, and I've heard it's that the, chance. <laughs> I've heard it's the Patriots will take him at 14. So, yeah. Uh, the predictions I've been looking at show him going like 13 to the Packers a lot. Um, that'd be freaking hysterical if that happened. The Texans or the Patriots, yeah. So that like early tens, elevens, twelves. Yeah, he'll be a mid-teens pick. Um, uh, I thought it'd be interesting. I think some of these wide receivers will be decent, not great. You know, we'll probably get a couple that are really, really good, and then the rest will be serviceable. Per usual. Uh, Kevin brings up Jordan Addison. He played at a uh, Tuscarora High School, which is about 20 minutes from my house. Ooh. There's an article about him being one of uh, one of the players invited to the first round of the draft. Oh, that's which fire. Does something. I mean, doesn't well, mean he's going to get picked for sure, but they no, do but try to pick people to be invited that are going to get picked. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't be like Gino and sit there and have to come back the next day. Oh, yeah. that was horrible. That's tough. All right, the best value in the draft, and this could be any position across the board, but what do you think the best value is in this draft? Oh, best value. Robinson. How do you say this? Bijan Robinson? Bijan Robinson from Texas? Yeah. Yep. He's good. Whoever takes him takes a a playmaker. Yeah. I think, honestly, it's going to be weird, but I'm going to say the best value might be this kid from BC that everyone's talking about, too, Zay Flowers. He's, he went to um, Kansas City, who doesn't pick until the 20s, <laughs> the end of the first round. And now there's a rumor that they're going to try to trade up to get somebody like Flowers or uh, Smith. Because they need, they want somebody speedy on the outside. So that's that's my thought. But what do you? What about you, Andrew and Kevin? Um, I'm gonna say like a Hendon Hooker. Um, I don't think he's amazing, Ooh. but I think he's a very solid. He's got good roots. He's got good chemistry with his teammates and stuff. I don't think he's gonna go super early. So it's one of those like we have a late first round pick, and there's a solid project quarterback available. I think. If you've you've got the pick and you you need somebody in a year or two, could be a good guy to grab. You definitely need him in a year or two because he's twenty five. Yeah, yeah, he's old. But um, I don't know. He I don't know a ton about him. I didn't watch a ton of Bulls games this year. But um, he's good. I like the Tilly he really good when I was watching him. Yeah, and it's not like he's got like tons of like issues or anything. He's just not as good as everybody else. It seems like so. It could be a good grab. Kevin. Um, for me, uh 
he's been in all the mock drafts that I've seen, he's kind of bounced anywhere to as high as your mid teams towards <laughs> the top of the draft or maybe towards in the twenties. He, his father is a former Steeler, and oh, that would be Joey Porter Joey Jr. Porter Jr. <laughs> cornerback for Penn State. Uh, I would love to get a cornerback like him. Uh, he's been projected to go there or a little bit higher and low as like in the twenties. But yeah. uh, I I've think seen, that would be a great one as well. I've seen him bounce anywhere between number ten to number like twenty two. <laughs> yeah. He's Walter, all over the place. Walter Football dot com has <clears throat> him as of a couple hours ago going to the Steelers at seventeen. That's where I keep um, seeing CBS wow. as of two hours ago has him at twenty one going to the Chargers. Yes. So well, they got to replace JC Jackson because they paid him too much true. and he got hurt. And yeah. then e- uh, ESPN's mock draft as of after the Aaron Rodgers trade has him at sixteen to the Commanders. Ooh. Could really go anywhere. Yeah. And then here we go. I think I have CBS up also. And then hold on. I think I just missed his name. Hold on. I'm looking at Dalton Miller's from Pro Football Network right now that has Christian Gonzalez, Joey Porter Jr., and Deontay Banks, three quarter cornerbacks going in a row from 16 mm. to 8, with Porter Jr. going to Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, and and this and CBS has Joey Porter Jr. going to the Chargers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's everywhere. So, defensive back, let's get him. Oh man, oh man, I would end mind that one. That's a good pick, especially for any team that truly needs a cornerback. Mm-hmm. But what they have, um, is it Witherspoon from Illinois is the number one corner right now. I believe so, if I read it correctly. Holy shit, ESPN's changing it. Yeah, ESPN's got this going a little nuts. They have Will Anderson going number two. Then they have Trey Wilson from Texas Tech going number three. Tyree Wilson, you mean? Tyree, thank you. Uh, Colts taking Stroud at four. Seahawks taking Jalen Carter. Witherspoon will go to Detroit at six. And then they have Vegas taking Richardson. Hmm. Nolan Smith from Georgia to the Falcons. Bears will take Lucas Van Ness from Iowa, who's he's a beast. He is crazy good. He, he'd be he's my sleeper. They have, a, yeah. they have Will Levis falling to number eleven right now. Hmm. CBS is Will Levis falling to the last pick in the first draft. Oh, great. They have they the have him taken by the Titans. They have the Patriots taking Paris Johnson Jr. from Ohio State for the offensive tackle instead of taking Jackson Smith Nijibwa, um, because he's being taken by the Texans. Son of a I don't want an offensive tackle. It's Bill, bro. He's Paris Johnson. Offensive tackle. Let's go. <laughs> he's going to get you an offensive tackle. Dude, if they get an offensive tackle and I watch this draft, <laughs> the whole thing on Thursday, and that's what happens, I'm going to be pissed. Can't you know, wait if, for the if my team drafts an offensive tackle, I might be actually happy. I don't know. Let's see what the Bills are supposed to get. They need, according to me, O-line, linebackers, nope, running they, backs. And they have you taking uh, Quentin Johnston from TCU. I'd take that. I would take that. 
Yeah, that's not a bad pick. You're like um, taking an offensive lineman in the first round of a draft, even if you know your team absolutely needs one, is just such a deflating feeling. Yeah, oh it is. It's not, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing how bad you need them. They might be the that. best player in college that whole year, and it's just like, why? I remember when um, Mark Ingram was coming out, <laughs> and they took um, Nate Solder ahead of Mark Ingram, and I just sat there and almost cried. I was like, <laughs> why? We have no running backs. Why did you take this man? It worked out at the end. Like, it's fine. Yeah, but... You just don't realize until a few years later when that guy, like, when we took um, Lane Johnson, I was like, eh. And yeah, Lane, Johnson Lane Johnson is probably the best right tackle in the league right now. <laughs> oh, he's easily, yeah. And I'm not saying I, I knew he was great then, too. but Especially I because was not. Just... Like, I was like, I want some skill guy. You can just draft linemen and just like <laughs> shove them in the GM's pocket and they'll just be there for like the next eight years. <laughs> That's <laughs> not true. that long, but like they offensive it's, it's pretty easy to just can bet play that they're for stay. 10 to four, 10 to th- yeah. 10 to 12 years, give or take, if they stay healthy. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. isn't that the and year when Lane Johnson went number four? He uh it was like Eric Fisher from the from the Chiefs that went. Yeah, yeah Fisher went number one. Yeah. yeah. That was a I was like, oh my that god, was all a these offensive linemen. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. He could have come back and when COVID, when they kind of get back from COVID and decided not to, you just stayed a bit, stayed as a doctor. Yeah. Um Andrew, right, so- what were you saying? I totally interrupted Andrew in his spiel. My apologies. But then what was I talking about? You were talking about like something wide receiver or something. Oh, yeah. The Bills need offensive line. They need linebackers. They need wide receiver, maybe, and a, maybe a running back. No, you but got... offensive line help. Our offensive line is way overpaid. <laughs> like, <laughs> really bad. And they're not good. Like, they're not bad, bad. They're a worse teams. But, like, it's not good. <laughs> All right. So, what's who's the biggest risk? This could be across the whole draft. But we're probably talking. Can I number start because I have kind of a controversial take. Go Ooh, ahead. Yes. Go ahead. I think I need Bryce real Young. Material. Ooh. I think Bryce Young is the biggest risk. Okay. Why? And I have a few reasons. Number one, he comes out of Alabama, which isn't like a bad system to come out of. Okay. But I think coming out of a big system and a like a prominent team <laughs> like that that wasn't super successful makes him look a lot better than he is. Not that he was bad. I think he's really good. I just think we him coming out of Alabama is going to make him seem better than he is. It's just going to inflate him a little bit. He's 5'10", and it might be because I have Josh Allen on my team, and it might be because I grew up watching football when the quarterback was a huge dude who just stood there. But I don't trust small quarterbacks. So to me, the idea of drafting a guy who didn't show up at the NFL combine. So he doesn't have a certified height. Who's listing himself at five ten. at the first pick in the NFL draft seems a bit risky to me. And it's the first pick of the draft. And if you're going to draft him first, then of course there's risk involved. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I, I fear that he will get crushed and whoever drafts him is going to rely way too heavy on him being good and i don't know how that's going to transfer especially because this alabama team that he played on wasn't amazing it was good they they beat a lot of good teams but they also weren't the alabama that typically happens 
So okay. that's okay. my argument against price. <laughs> all right. Wow. That is all right. Very. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Even you made some valid made some points, good points there, you know, because a lot of people just because of the name Alabama, Nick Saban, they're like, oh, yeah. sure, sure, sure hitter. But, you know, who knows if it could have just been the system, could have been the players around yeah. him, you know. And he I, could come out and be fucking crazy. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He could be, like, amazing. He could be out of the whole draft, the one quarterback that's, like, good. And I'll be like, good for you. I'm really happy for that. But I don't know. I just, I don't trust, like, a lot of, like Merritt was saying earlier, like, a lot of the time we can sort of rest on the fact that, like, this guy is going to be number one and he's going to be a good pick. He's going to be a good player. And I don't get that from him. I I just get the, he's a little bit better than everybody else, but everybody else seems to be, uh, <laughs> I, don't I definitely see the risk that you're saying. The thing with me and Alabama quarterbacks is Saban does pick natural born leaders right out of high That's school. That's true. That's true. And they come into the league, and that translates even in a case with Hertz, who left Alabama, Tua, still a good leader. Miami, obviously, yep. not the greatest team there is, but they're still a lot better with him mm-hmm. when he's playing. Um, I think even the Patriots struggles, Mac Jones, if they can get some decent pieces around him on offense, I do think will be a good leader in that offense. Hertz is a hell of a leader. I mean, he picks natural born leaders for that position. And Alabama tends to have the best leaders coming out in that quarterback position, which is realistically what you need to be. Like I, I always said, Peyton Manning, if you look at him statistically, wasn't every single year the best quarterback out there. He was above average, but what stuck out from him versus other people, and I know he's not a Bama guy at Tennessee, but um, leader. Yep. At the end of the day, Peyton Manning is one of the best leaders to ever play quarterback in the NFL, and that's why his team's won. That's a good point. All right. Kevin, <clears throat> who, who's your biggest risk? Biggest risk? <clears throat> I think it's – I don't know if it's, like, if I have a pers- specific person. I think it's – the biggest risk is any of those teams that are really just going to try and just trade up and give a bunch of picks to try and get one of these so-so quarterbacks like Richardson and Levis. Like, and, again, I could be wrong. I'm just honestly just throwing a guess out here. But – Sometimes when they people try to do these things and just go off of like, oh, he's going to be developed or, oh, you know, he, he give him a couple years. Sometimes it doesn't work out. So I that's my pick. I don't have a specific. Answer. That's I'm fine. Sorry. That's fine. Chris. I'd say almost any of the quarterbacks with Bryce Young. But if I want to do a specific player, Jalen Carter. Oh, Okay. High risk, high reward. I, for a while this year, looking at him, I thought about the upside of him dropping to Philly. And with his issues, it looked like he could. They're still, I think they're projecting him number six overall is where they're consistently putting him. Yeah. I've seen anywhere Um, from three to six. I thought if he would drop to Philly, you take Jalen Carter, you put him back with Jordan Davis, and then you put him back with N'Kobe Dean. Who all just played together recently? And That's we're on scary. The defense at Georgia, but Jordan Davis coming out of the draft was very overweight, and Philly's done a lot to get him in shape and get him on the straight and narrow. 
And I wonder if a guy like that coming in with the issues he's had right in the last few months is going to foster laziness between the two of them, especially as we start to lose these veteran guys that are keeping control. But Jalen Carter could be very, very, very dangerous for some team, or he could be dangerous to the team. Yep. <clears throat> wow. That's a good That's a good pick. I didn't even think of that. Think of it that way. I think he um, would. He just got charged with reckless driving, I think, back in Yeah. March. He got charged with reckless driving and Bad racing or whatever he was doing. Yeah. Cause he was involved in his Street teammate racing, yeah. in the scout getting killed. Yep. So there's that. Um, man. I've, I'm going to go honestly. I, well, Andrew's gone. Bye, Andrew. I'm still here. I'm sorry. I opened another window in front of my screen. Oh, I didn't realize Andrew, that it would like. Andrew I didn't realize really that it would block me out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Wow. <laughs> I just um, tried to open a new Jaylen Carter window. to go number one overall, and then I brought it up, and he got pissed. So he <laughs> no, no, it's no. Like no. screw um, this show. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Fuck this guy, Chris. I'm out of here. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. The biggest risk right now in my mind is a guy that Andrew thought was the best value. I love him. I think Hayden Hooker is phenomenal. He oh, was... man. It's okay, Andrew. I feel you. I'm sorry, <laughs> I Andrew. Don't know. I, I was thinking more in like, I don't know. I I thought you could get a lot out of a like a low prospect out of him. That's well, where I was going They have him right value. now going high. They have him at 23. Oh, do they? The only ones that I've been looking at recently have been like second round stuff. They have him right now. ESPN has him at 23 to the Vikings. Oh, wow. Okay, so That's he's extremely going higher high. than I thought he was going to be. At that value, no. I don't think he's worth that. No. I think he's a would... second day, third day pick. Yeah. Only because of his injury. Problem with him, he's 25 years old. Yeah. So you can get, if he's not starting within this first year to two years, he probably will never start at that point. So you waste a high draft pick on that. That's the biggest risk to this player. It's not that he's not a good quarterback or not a good leader, anything like that. It's where you draft him yeah, and what team he goes to. If he goes to a team like Minnesota, that's fine. Minnesota's <laughs> got, I think, one or two years left with Cousins. So you can potentially see what Hooker can do. That's fine. Um, but that's, I think that would be the biggest thing there. Um Kind of go quick because it's like literally quarter past nine and I need to go to bed soon. Um, sleepers. Who is your sleeper in this draft? Andrew, we'll start with you. Um, sleeper in the draft. I think, okay, I, I think Anthony, Anthony Richardson is going to be really good. I can see the argument for why he like wouldn't be, and I can see why he's not like a safe pick <laughs> for almost any team. But I think if a team that has a stable quarterback for the next year drafts him and he can be like, built right by the right coaches and can like get integrated into a system well i feel like the physical attributes are insane so and like again i haven't done a ton of draft research but from what i the clips i've seen of him if he can be like matured well and like taught the the nfl game of football <clears throat> and like reciprocates it and can like play the game i think we're looking at like the next lamar Oh, wow. Okay. He, like draft comparisons are like Cam Newton alone. Like that's like his, his physical attributes are insane. So if you can harness that and like teach him to like not be insane and like 
get rid of the ball and hurt himself, then I think we're looking at a great player. I just think you need the time. You can't just drop him in on the first week of the season and be like, go play football. Like, no. <laughs> okay. That's my, All right. that's my seven. I honestly have no idea. Skip me. Oh gosh. <laughs> All right, Chris. Um, I haven't done a ton of research, but I like Calvin Austin, the third out of Memphis. Very short receiver, very fast. Um, had a great pro day. Um, I think he's going to go later in the draft, but potentially could be a Wes Walker type player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's only like five eight. Yeah, he's a he's a small guy, but they said he but was. But you say just the speed and the moves he can do. I see like a Wes Walker, um, not necessarily like a Deshaun Jackson, but put him in the slot, let him run around. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely going to be a late guy. I don't think he's going to be a overall star, but I think he's going to be a solid pickup for whoever takes him, and they're going to look back and say he should have been drafted a few rounds earlier. Okay. Kevin, Man, I back? got one. You got one? All right. Who you got? Uh, <laughs> give me Emmanuel <clears throat> Forbes, cornerback from Mississippi State. He's got first number 14. 14 interceptions he accumulated the last three years. And how many of them he returned for touchdowns? Six of them. So <laughs> he's got apparently uh he's got some comparisons to Sauce Gardner, uh, due to the fact that he's so lean like him, but they he doesn't play like a lean cornerback. So ESPN has this gentleman going to the New York football giants <laughs> at 25. Uh, so let's uh let's go with it. Okay, look at you. I have the one and only Bryce Ford Wheaton as my sleeper. That man balled out <laughs> at the pro at his pro day, balled out at the combine, and was the best wide receiver at that combine statistically by the numbers. He was the best overall, and no one talked about him. We all talked about every other receiver that we've all said besides, you know, the one that Chris mentioned here with Austin. I think if he goes to the right team, and that's the key, goes to the right team that will let him develop for a year, he could be one of those guys that comes in and just is a ball hawk. You throw that up to him, he's going for it. We all saw that at West Virginia. Anytime the ball is in the air near him, did not matter. He was going for that ball. So that's my sleeper. You know, I hope somehow, some way becomes a Patriot or if Sills is still there and becomes a Patriot, I'd be happy. I'll get their jersey. Even if they don't ever play for us, I will get their jersey. <laughs> but that's what I've got there. Um, so here's the last thing that I've got on our list is who do you hope your team picks with their first round pick on Thursday? And we're going to start with you, Kevin. How come I always have to go first? Because I like putting the pressure on. I went first um, earlier. Yeah, I Andrew's been going first like all to night. Go first. All right, Andrew, you want to go first? I no. will. I'm gonna. I was Kevin's gonna going say first. my pick. <laughs> okay. Um. So I think the Steelers need to either go with a offensive lineman to go ahead and protect. Um, Kenny Pickett. You know he needs more protection. He's a young quarterback out here. Mm-hmm. Or I would really enjoy a 
a good cornerback. So if I could get my wish, if I had to go with a specific player, I would love if they could get, if he falls to them, Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. You know his dad would be so ecstatic if that happened. Exactly. Pittsburgh legacy, he would understand from his dad. I don't know if that would be too much pressure on him. Maybe he'd stray away from the Steelers, but I still think it would be a good story, just like how when Kenny out of Pitt went to Pittsburgh as like a good story. So, okay. I like it. Chris. I got a few since we have two different picks, but I'd say number one, um, either if he's still there at 10, Dolan Smith, um, Luke Van Ness would be my second one. Um, and then I do like Bijan Robinson. I don't think we need that caliber of running back with how good our run line or run blocking is. But, I mean, if he's there and you can add him, why the hell not? Andrew? <laughs> um, so, I don't want us to draft a wider uh, offensive lineman <laughs> in the first round. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> like, as much as we need it, it sucks. Don't do that. Um, so, I would love, like, I've seen some crazy mock drafts where, like, SNG... S- JSN falls to Buffalo, which is like a far fall. But like, if that was possible, it's not likely. But like, if we can get like a Jordan Addison, I would be like ecstatic with that. That'd be nice. Yeah, he's in that range for you guys too. So yeah, I just want like somebody to back up Diggs that isn't like we need like to sign a free agent like soon and then draft somebody young and so that we can sort of like build a core together. Because, like, Gabe is good, but, like, he didn't take the step. He's not, like, awesome, awesome. So, All right. Well, I'm going to go with Zay Flowers. I actually like him over JSN. Um, Boston College kid, so he's right up the road. Uh, so he understands the, pa- the presence of the Patriots in the area, understands why you've got a win-now mentality at all times, no matter what. So... It also comes from a team that's god-awful, to be honest, and has something to prove more than other players out there, I think. I like the chip on his shoulder. So I would love if Zay Flowers is available and we did not take like an offensive tackle or defensive end. Be, be great. So did we miss anything? Uh, no, I All don't right. think so. Okay. Other than... You know, make sure you watch the NFL draft at 8 p.m. on ABC. I don't know how the NFL draft got an ABC time slot while the NBA playoffs are going on, but 